I'm your host, Gary Smith, and as always, we're joined by head football coach Gary Dunn. And coach, welcome. It's uh, uh, two days before uh, summer is officially over. I'm flying by, right? It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, time it feels like we just got here yesterday. We're on to, to week four of the season already. And I think if you go back to all of our shows and the history about this show, we have the same intro because, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's, it's the same weeks every year, yeah. and then the, 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 the seasons change every year. But um, one thing that does change every year is the schedule. In this uh, past week, uh, Cal U was on the road for the second straight week um, in Shepherdtown, West Virginia. And a little bit of a history note, 160 years ago on Saturday was – uh, the anniversary of the Battle of Antietam. So this past Saturday, about a mile away from that battle, and uh, two great armies from the north and south met once again at Shepherd, And that was uh, just an amazing college football game. Yeah, it was uh, obviously disappointed with the outcome. Uh, was extremely proud of the way our guys battled, fought, and competed all day. I thought we showed and talked to the team yesterday great growth and great improvement from week two to week three. Uh, but there's no moral victories at, at Cal, that's for sure. Uh, disappointed that we didn't, you know, that we ran out of time and didn't finish away to end that game there in the fourth quarter. Well, if we go back through the game, first of all, it was another gorgeous Saturday afternoon on the road. Um, hopefully this Saturday at home we get uh, similar weather, but uh, a packed house both home and away. Uh, it was just a great atmosphere for college football. But the way the game started, you know, Shepard came out uh, ranked in the top five in the country, and they got out to a 13 nothing lead. But I tell you what, there was a point in the second quarter they were going in for what could have been a, either a 16-point lead or a 20-point lead. Your defense stepped up, and then uh, your offense scored right away, and it flipped the script. Yeah, that was a big drive. You know, I thought we had some opportunities early offensively. The first drive, we picked up a couple first downs, and, and unfortunately right now offensively, we're shooting ourselves in the foot in opportune times. You know, we had a, a third and four uh, there about midfield and had an opportunity to keep the drive alive and going, and we don't convert on that third down on a mistake on our own. Uh, but really proud of the way the defense battled. Defense kind of kept us in there. We talked to our guys about that. Listen, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, sometimes the offense is going to have to pick up the defense. Sometimes the defense is going to have to pick up the offense. We call weather in the storm. If things aren't going well, you know, we've got to focus on the next play and the next possession and, and do our job. And the defense really battled there, kept us in the ball game. We get the big score. Now it's 13-7. We kick off and we get a turnover. Um, so now we're, we're sitting in the red zone with a chance to either, you know, take the lead if we score a touchdown and, and we fumble a snap, you know, so we, and we end up missing a field goal on that drive. But I really thought that settled our guys in to know it was going to be a fourth quarter battle uh, and, and, and go the rest of the way. Um, and that's what it was. Oh, and despite that fumble snap, I mean, that, that got the field position into a good position. Uh, and then the next possession, Shepard was trying to drive your defense, came up with a big sack around midfield, and then you ended up going in and kicking a field goal right at the end of the first half. Yeah, two weeks in a row we get the field goal right before the half. I, like I said, the defense battled all day and, and competed. You know, we gave up some yards, we gave up some plays, but man, the day they played with great effort. Uh, I thought we improved on the defensive side of the ball. I think some of the things we screwed up in, in week two were, were coverage mistakes on our part that I think we, we fixed um, and, and did a much better job. But, yeah, we, we get the ball back. It's kind of that, you know, two weeks in a row, do, do, we, do we go for it and, and, you know, try and get, you know, we were, we were pinned pretty deep and we, and we got a nice play and that gave us a little cushion to go, oh, all right, let's go and, and try and get points on the board. So we kicked the field goal and at the half, I think it's 13 to 10. Yeah, it's an entirely different game and, and going into the halftime, um, only down three. And I believe you got the kick to start the second half and, um, you know, couple more drives and another touchdown, and, and you guys are ahead. Yeah, so the offense came along, which we knew we would. You know, the defense kind of kept us in early. 
we started moving the ball uh, really effectively in, in, in big chunk plays and run, and, and we were doing pretty much what we wanted to do and, and ended up taking the lead uh, there. I guess it was the third quarter mm -hmm. on, a, on a pass to Jaquay Jackson. So now we're in the lead. Uh, we get another, you know, defense gets another stop. We get a possession where, you know, it's fourth and one. Uh, we're up seven. Do I want to go for it? You know, I said, let's kick the field goal here and go up two possessions in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I think that was the right decision to go up two possessions. Uh, would have loved to have went for it there and put it in. But, again, offensively, it's, it's you know, mistakes, at, at, at small mistakes at key times. we got to focus on the details. we got to focus on the next play because some of those drives where we're stalling out uh, and need to be converted into touchdowns. We knew they had a great offense. Um, we needed to convert touchdowns, and that was really the difference in the day. And also having a, a reliable kicker like Biko, you knew um, – He's probably going to convert that nine times out of ten. And the other thing we were talking about, let's say you go for get the first down, but there's a holding penalty, and that backs you up ten yards. It sure. might put you on the the edge of field green. So going up yeah. ten points that that uh, that time of the game is great, and especially the way your defense. You know, the whole week all we heard about was their quarterback. You know, being uh, returning Heisman or Heisman um, Harlan Hill. Harlan Hill, sure. something with an H. Harlan Hill uh, Trophy Award winner. Uh, but your defense had him on the run all day. Yeah, you know, obviously credit to Shepard. They made plays when they had to, um, and, and unfortunately we didn't. But, yeah, I was, again, super pleased with the defense and the effort. We, we had a couple opportunities on big downs to get him down on sacks, and, and the kid made a play, so you got to give him credit. I, I hope that we'll grow from that and learn from that and use a little better technique and be a little bit better with our eyes. And that next, next time we're in that situation that we can get that guy on the ground. I think there was a big fourth down conversion. There was a big third and 17 conversion. Uh, either one of those plays, we get a stop, and, and we're sitting here celebrating a win. But you got to give Shepard uh, credit. you got to give their offensive staff and really their entire coaching staff credit. They made plays when they needed to at the end of the game. And it really was a 60-minute game because uh, the game time field was kicked with 4.7 seconds. Kind of a weird situation. There was a penalty on the offense and a 10-second runoff, and not sure if the officials really explained it to the, to the crowd 100%. But... Um, yeah, anytime you get an offensive yeah. penalty and you don't have any timeouts, um, you know, that's a way that offenses in the past could go ahead and try and stop the clock by committing a penalty. So they, they do a 10-second runoff, which I think left 4.6 seconds left. Um, there was some explanation that took a little bit longer than it probably needed to. Um, and then the, the, to get the clock reset really gave them time to get their operation done. Um, but, you know, that's what happens in college football. I, I, you know, I had an opportunity there to call a timeout, but I felt like, let's, you know, it's 4.6 seconds. As soon as the whistle blows, they're going to snap mm -hmm. it and, and let's go rush. I wanted to rush them a little bit rather than try and freeze them. And the kid made a big kick. So, you know, now we're going to overtime. And your team won the, uh, the coin toss in overtime, elected to go on defense – or go on – no, excuse me. They won the toss. Yes. And then you elected to play in the other end and had the ball first. Yeah, uh, you know, first down, uh, we, we've got a, a, a little route dialed up and, and we kind of get get caught up on, on a jam there. Um, Noah does a great job of looting to his left and we've got a wide open guy at the two yard line. Uh, one official calls him in, one official calls him out. I couldn't tell on video whether, you know, the video that we have, maybe your crew had a better better shot than we did. Uh, but so now we're, we're at second and 10. Um, you know, we, we run a quarterback draw, kind of get, get stopped up. Third and ten, we know does a great job of scrambling. We we complete the pass to Jaquay. We're two yards short. So at that point, in my mind, you got to put in overtime. You got to try and put points on the board because now they at least have to know they got to get a field goal. If you make that field goal, you know we have great confidence in Anthony Biko and, and just having to miss one. He hasn't missed many in his career. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
you know, that, that kind of thing happens. So, you know, now we got to go play defense, and, and they, they were able to kick a field goal and, and get us there in, in overtime. And an exhausting game. Uh, came up a little short, 26-23, but a couple uh, highlight uh, plays and, and milestones. No, Mitchell, it seems like every week we're saying he passed a milestone uh, on the first touchdown of the game, long touchdown uh, pass, became the school's all-time leading passer uh, in yardage and also one that are, has the touchdown record from a few weeks ago, and that keeps adding. But just another great laurel in his cap for a yeah, great absolutely. career. I mean, he deserves uh, everything he gets. You know, he's worked extremely hard. He's put the time in not only in the weight room and, and conditioning, but studying film. You know, he's had a heck of a career. But, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, he'd rather change that record for, for one more completion in that game. Uh, but, you know, congratulations to him and, and all the receivers and, and guys that he's played with. And Jaquay Jackson uh, tied a long-standing Caillou record, a record that goes back to 68 with receptions in the game. And nothing, something we didn't know until me and Matt Kiefer were talking about later yeah. because a couple of the uh, receptions at Shepard were credited to uh, Israel Xavier, who yeah. was Double not on number. the number. Yeah. yeah, so, um, but a, another great. Uh, yeah, Jaquay had a great day, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's starting to see some double teams now, so we've got to do some things offensively to free him up a little bit and, and we have to have other guys step up and we and we have you know we've got some young receivers some new guys to our program that are that are tracking the right way you know Malik Langley's had a couple good weeks Eric Willis the freshman has had a couple good weeks Cam Terrence you know as solid as they come and and, and does a great job for us so you know we got to continue to have guys step up because when they want to double Jaquay we've got to have a you know an option uh, to go to and I think it was he tied Pete Gallimus's mm -hmm. record Pete's one of our our alumni, I'm sure Pete will be at the home game this week, and, and he'll explain to me everything that I did wrong after the game when I stop out and see our alumni at the tailgate. Well, that's uh, this weekend's opponent. We're going to talk about that after the break. Let's take a look back at the highlights from this past weekend's action at Shepard. In motion, Trajan gets the snap, looking quickly to the right-hand side. That one, easy completion for a touchdown, able to find Marlon Cook for the score. Brad Mitchell in the shotgun gets the snap. Looking to his right, firing it deep to Jackson. He has Jackson wide open. Jackson makes the catch. Jackson to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jaquay Jackson. Not only is that the touchdown, that's the record for Noah Mitchell. All-time passing record for the Vulcans. Able to find the end zone, finally. That one's going to get taken inside the own end zone from Brown. Brown working his way up the field. Fumbles the ball. Brown loses the football in that one. Looks like the, all the Vulcans signaling they have it. Pageant with the snap rolling to his left, trying to escape the pressure. It isn't, isn't going to do so. Snap is up. The kick is on its way. The kick is up. And the kick is good. <laughs> Mitchell gets the snap, hands it off to or makes the handoff to McGriff. Wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Jaquay Jackson. Badgett gets the snap, Vulcan send the pressure, and Badgett able to escape, but not for very long as he's running back into a couple of Vulcans players, rolling all the way now to his right-hand side, and fumbled the ball, and the Vulcans are going to recover. Pika sets up, his kick is up, and his kick is good. Vulcans now 23 unanswered points. Fakes the quick pass, going deep towards the end, back of the end zone. That one is caught for the touchdown in the back. The kick is up, the kick is on its way, and the kick is good. 
Miko, his kick is up and his kick is no good. Jacob Haney for the win. His kick is up and his kick is good. Survive the Clowns in Twisted Nightmare 3D. Experience more scares than ever before. Haunted Hills Estate Screen Park. Return September 9th. Get your tickets now at hauntedhillsestate.com. And welcome back to the Gary Dunn Show. Once again, I'm Gary Smith, joined as always by Coach Dunn. And Coach, uh, as I said at the top of the show, the calendar keeps on moving and Put this past Saturday in the rearview mirror and open up your planner to this week, and it's the first game of PSAC divisional play, and uh, we have the Edinburgh Fighting Scots. Yeah, excited to get get into the West. Uh, you know, I, I think our guys are looking forward. Edinburgh is currently two and one, playing really good football, playing really good defense. I worked with uh, their defensive coordinator at the last school I was at. He does a tremendous job. They play, and I told the guys yesterday in a team meeting, they probably play as hard as anybody we're going to play against. They are tenacious. They run around. They fly around. They're opportunistic on defense. They create a lot of turnover. So uh, defensively, it's going to be a battle. Offensively, they've, they've struggled a little bit, but they've played some really good defenses. Uh, they have capable people. They have you know, nice skill guys, good linemen, big, strong quarterback. So it's, it's going to be a battle, and, and I know Edinburgh is going to come in. I got, I got a lot of respect for their coaches and how they, you know, kind of the, the culture change that they've had up there in the last two years. It's going to be a tough battle at Adamson Stadium. And I watched a little bit of their film or their games from the PSAC Network, and you it's hard to believe that it's the same same team two years in a row. They've taken a lot of strides. But I know you've watched a lot of films so far. Let's break down uh, offensive defense first. Offensively, what, what do they do? Yeah, they're balanced. They're, they're very similar to us. They, they want to be a balanced offense. They're probably throwing it a little more right now and having more success throwing the football than they are running. I, I believe they're averaging 250 yards or 260 yards a game throwing the ball. Uh, offensively, you know, running the ball, they're, they're right around 50 or 60. Now, some of that dictates – situations you know they got behind big at shepherd and, and and threw it a bunch so you know but they're a balanced offense they've got a couple really nice skill wide receivers that that if we don't stay on top of our game and play our leverages and use our eyes they can hurt you in a moment uh and, and they've got a good tailback and, and i expect they're going to try and get the run game going a little bit this week and on the other side of the ball you kind of uh, alluded to a little bit they're they're getting after teams but what kind of yeah. schemes do they run and what what do they do good yeah really multiple um i think they're solid across the board but you know they're, they're they've got a good blitz package they'll play you know they're a base four down team they'll play two high safeties they'll roll to one high they'll play man coverage uh they'll go to a nickel front and, and play a three down package where they're going to walk a lot of guys up and, and try and create confusion and bring zone pressures um, really do a nice job of changing up their schemes, you know. So when you're preparing, you really got to prepare against two different defenses, whether it's their, you know, their four down front or their three down front. Uh, but they got nice people doing it. They got some real good skill guys on the back end. Uh, their inside linebackers are active and, and can blitz and can cover. So, you know, they're they're probably, you know, I think they're giving up 
I, I want to say, 16 points a game. And one of those was a little bit lopsided. I think they're two wins. Uh, you know, they won in overtime this week. I think they gave up 16 points uh, in the first game. I think they won 10 to 8 or something like that. So, you know, they're not giving up a lot of points and, and they're creating a lot of turnovers. So we got to make sure that we take care of the football and we, we play fundamentally sound football on offense. And for all the English uh, teachers out there, I should have phrased that question, what do they do well, not what do they do good. So my apologies to every English teacher I, I had. I tell you what, you give me a history lesson a little bit earlier, now an English <laughs> lesson. If we, we can break out some math here, we'll be in good shape. We're going to start talking about some regional planning because me and Coach and I both have regional planning Absolutely. degrees. We can, we can solve some problems. <laughs> but um, the problem we want to solve this weekend is getting Adamson Stadium filled on Saturday at noon. Um, it's great to finally be back home. I, I know... Um, I can't imagine what it's like because I know we've taken the trip, but it, we're on a little different schedule and you have to keep track of about 100 people. So it's got to be great just to know that uh, you're going to be in the friendly confines on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely excited to be, be at home. I think we, you know, we've got Hall of Fame weekend on campus. We've got a great group of, of people being inducted into our Hall of Fame, so we're excited about that. Uh, we've got a family tailgate, you know, it, it really that for, the, for the students and their families. Um, I know our alumni will show up, and, and man, are our parents traveling well. It was impressive on Saturday to see them. Um, you know, that gives us, our guys, a little extra incentive. So, uh, you know, expecting a big crowd at Adamson Stadium, 12 o'clock kick. We haven't had many 12 o'clock kicks here uh, in the past few years, but, but excited to get, get it kicked off. I love the 12 o'clock kick, and, and also it's the first Saturday home game we've had because the first game of the regular season was Fairmont State on Thursday. So coming out this Saturday, uh, Cal U versus the Edinburgh Fighting Scots. If you can't be there, you have a doctor's note. You can follow along with CUTV on CUTV Sports 1 and the PSAC Network. We're at home this week, so our nemesis Verizon shouldn't affect us uh, <laughs> as it has the last two weeks on the road. But uh, quickly before we wrap up the show, we're going to look back just real quickly at uh, last week's uh, results in the PSAC. I uh, see Kyle Shepard. We talked about that at nauseam. Uh, a lot of good games this, this past weekend. Um, Westchester 29, Gannon 23. Uh, Bloomsburg uh, losing to Edinburgh 23-20. Quitstown in a, a game that they were trailing big against Mansell and ended up putting up 50. They went 50-31. to Stroudsburg over Seton Hill 22-7. to uh, uh, Slippy Rock 45, Millersville 14. IP 44, Ship 21, and Clarion 44, and Lockhaven 7. And Coach, we're going to look quickly at the uh, upcoming schedule this week. As we said, first weekend of... Divisional play, Cowboro we've talked about, Gannon Clarion, uh, Mercerist and IP, and Seton Hill and Slippery Rock out in this side of the state and over on the east side of the state. Millersville versus uh, Westchester, Shepard versus Kutztown, Lockhaven versus East Stroudsburg, and Shippensburg versus Blumen. Um, I always ask you which game sure. is probably a good game, and I'm going to guess that uh, – if you're a football fan, the game you're going to guess, uh, other than the Cal U game, is probably Shepard and Yeah, Kutztown. Shepard and Kutztown, well, obviously the two teams we just played most recently. Really good football teams, really well coached. Uh, that'll be a good one. And then, you know, the Edinburgh are on the, uh, on the west side, other than our game, IUP at Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst playing really good football right now. Got a new coach. Uh, got those guys believing and playing really hard. They're scoring some points and, and doing a nice job. So those would be the two other than the Cal-Edinburgh game I'd, I'd take a look at. And real quickly, we're going to look at the standings on the east and west. Not that there's a lot to look at because divisional play hasn't uh, started yet, but two notes, uh, there's only two teams that have not yet won a game in the PSAC. So that just speaks to the depth yeah, of the conference absolutely. as a whole. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing too, um, you know, zero and zero. So every Everything is still ahead of you and your team. Yes, and our guys are excited to get into PSAC West play. But really, it's about us. We've got to take care of ourselves in, in, in the last two weeks and give the other teams credit because they've made plays when, when they needed to. 
but I felt like we left a lot out there. I felt like there was opportunities for us to win both of those games in the fourth quarter. And, and to be a good football team, we've got to do that. And I see great signs on our guys. Man, are they, we had a great practice last night. I expect nothing less today. We're going to get back to work and, and try and focus on the little things. So coming out this Saturday, the weather as of Tuesday when we shoot the show looks pretty good for a Saturday at Abson Stadium. Come out, tailgate early, stay late, and cheer on the Vulcans. Coach Gary Dunn, I'm Gary Smith. We'll see you at the stadium on Saturday at noon, and we'll see you next week on the Gary Dunn Show.